Hi folks, this is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on the number one award-winning show in health, Fat Burning Man. Today's episode of the show is with Jordan from the Art of Charm podcast, and we're going to be talking all about how you can upgrade your life and deal with some of that mental baggage that you might have bouncing around up there to make sure that you are confident, charming, and charismatic, and he's the perfect person to talk to about that. The show is definitely going to ruffle some feathers, but we can hang out on the blog and, and comment about that back and forth. It's going to open up uh, some really interesting discussions, so uh, hold on for that. Stay tuned. In the meantime, I'm really excited to say we just launched the Fat Burning Tribe, which is our online coaching community. So if you're stuck, have specific questions, or need any extra help in reaching your fat loss goals, or if you want to improve your health or accelerate your results, then along with access to loads of delicious recipes that will have you eating like a king, the tribe might be exactly uh, what you need to reach your goals. So one of the coolest things about Fat Burning Tribe is that within our private Facebook group, as well as on the website itself, fatburningtribe.com, I'm able to answer your questions. And uh, some of the ones that we have coming up are pretty interesting. We get them a lot. I just don't always have the time to cover it on podcasts specifically. Uh, and so I wanted to open up this opportunity for you guys to really get close, ask the questions that that mean a lot to you that you might not be able to find the answers to uh, other places, perusing the blogosphere or by picking up books or, or what have you. I want to make sure that I'm here for you so that I can answer all the questions that come up. So some of the questions that are coming up on the topical webinars that I'll be chatting about are what is the best way to lose that stubborn last 10 pounds around the belly? I feel like I've hit a plateau. Do you have specific tips or tricks on how to eat healthy without spending a small fortune? What supplements or diet changes will boost my energy and still allow me to burn fat? How can I sustain a healthy fat burning lifestyle when I don't have any extra time for cooking or exercise? What are the top five fat burning foods that you recommend for a busy lifestyle and loads more? So right now, after I finish recording this intro for the podcast, I'm going to be recording our first webinar uh, specifically about how you can break through your plateau. So if you're interested in that or any of the other upcoming webinars or joining the online community, go right now to fatburningtribe.com. Once again, that's fatburningtribe.com and you can check it out and see if you want to join the fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun and thank you so much for all of you who have hopped in from the very beginning and helped us start to build this community. We're already sharing recipes and having a lot of fun in the Facebook group and on the website itself. So Thanks to all of you for supporting us, and we look forward to making this uh, pretty much the best online community in the space ever. So thank you. Now, as always, Fat Burning Man is listener supported, no sponsors, no advertisers whatsoever, which means your reviews and spreading the word uh, to people you care about makes a big difference. So please take a moment and leave a review for Fat Burning Man, the audio or video podcast, wherever you're listening to or watching it. And uh, tell a friend if you haven't already, if you think, think that this could help them reach their goals. All right, so onto the show with Jordan. Like I said, this might ruffle some feathers. If it does and you want to speak your mind, please hop on over to fatburningman.com. Easiest way to find this blog post probably is just to go to the search bar and type in Art of Charm or Jordan, and then you'll get right to his, uh, his blog post and we can chat there. On this show, we're going to be talking about why charm, charisma, and confidence are learned skills and how you can increase them. How the perfect body isn't actually what most people want. This one's really interesting. Uh, what women should know about men when it comes to attraction and much, much more. All right, let's go hang out with Jordan. 
right, folks, Jordan Harbinger is a world traveler, lifestyle coach, and the man behind the Art of Charm podcast and blog of the same name. Jordan and his team of coaches teach men to get and keep the girl by overcoming insecurities, building confidence, and challenging old beliefs. What does all this have to do with healthy living? Listen up to find out. How's it going, Jordan? Hey, man. Thanks for having me by. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, So we were just talking about this before the call, but I would love for you to kind of explain what you do the folks out there because it's uh, it's much more than what people may have seen on a Will Smith movie once or <laughs> right yeah it's funny you should mention that movie because the writer of that movie is actually a good friend of my business partner AJ oh, really? so he wrote it and it was it's kind of like what we do only it's super hollywooditized sure. right like we don't teach guys how to go after one specific girl we teach guys how to put their best foot forward so the art of charm is really about the whole man which i think is exactly why it has overlap with with the fat burning man and other, uh, other types of, of things that you guys teach. Because honestly, you can't put your best foot forward if you don't know about who you are, if you don't have the confidence to do so. Mm-hmm. You can't go after what you want in life. And so I think, and also I think a lot of your audience, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably after, a lot of guys get started in the fitness industry or fitness hobby or fitness niche because they're like, this will help me be more attractive in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. Or this will build my confidence in some way. And they just get really into it, which is great and healthy, of course. But what we will teach at The Art of Charm is essentially how to connect with yourself, for lack of a better word, put your best foot forward. And we teach that through different mindsets because we believe that your mindset dictates your behavior, mm-hmm. which, of course, dictates your results. Right. And a lot of self help type stuff tries to change the behavior. So you get these weirdo pickup artist guys who are yeah. like, if you say this and you wear this, this will happen. And the truth is it ignores the mindsets, which is I'm needy and no one likes me. And so I'm going <laughs> to pretend to be someone I'm not. You know what I mean? So like you get that mix. And what it does is you're just putting whipped cream on poop. Yeah. And if you take that and you put that in a sandwich, <laughs> what kind of sandwich do you have? Right. <laughs> so we try to take the, the man and turn him into a better version of himself, yeah. not layer a veneer on top of somebody. Sure. Because what you do when you do that, when you when you just try to it's like somebody who's fat, but then wears like really expensive clothes or tons of makeup at the core level. There's still there's still a bad body in there, an unhealthy yeah. body. So we don't want to layer veneers on top of somebody. We want to help create a healthy being from the inside out. And that's much more attractive than the guy who's like, check out my light up necklace. What's your phone number? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can relate to that uh, as well, because there's a big difference between what people uh, think they want or, or what they click on or what they say they yes. want and what they actually need. And as you well know, it's all about the confidence. It's about building a person. And actually, I was just talking to uh, my web guy about this who used to work for another company that did like pickup lines and stuff like that. But it it was like he was saying, and I I totally agree, like people would come because they want to know pickup lines. Like, how do I talk to girls or whatever? Um, But what they actually need is to build confidence and become like, if you're a cool person with cool experiences and uh, you kind of have your, your stuff together, you know who you are, then you never need a pickup line ever again in your entire life. And that's kind of what you're getting at, right? A hundred percent. You don't need to learn any sort of external tactics, even when you come to the art of charm and you do learn some external tactics like body language and nonverbal communication, we're teaching you that because what your physiology does has a profound effect on your mindset. Just like being healthy has a profound, 
physically has a profound effect on your well-being and your mindset. So communicating confidence non-verbally has an effect on your mindset, and your mindset, of course, has that effect on your behavior. It's a virtuous cycle. Yeah. So it's very true. Guys, come. we actually call this concept hiding the broccoli at the Art of Charm because in order <laughs> to get a kid to eat broccoli, yeah. you dump a bunch of cheese on it, yeah. right? So you, you hide it under some like cheese whiz. So what we'll do is we'll be like, these three things that you can say, and we don't do like the three weird tricks to get girls in bed. We don't do that stuff. But yeah. we will say, hey, look, we can teach you how to communicate confidence non-verbally. And guys go, oh, great, confidence, that's attractive. And then they come in and we're like, let's rewind a little. How's your relationship with your mom? And they're like, ah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> but then once they go through that, right? Is that the first you, thing you ask, really? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But we do dig pretty deep, you know, and guys will come in and they're like, I thought I was going to learn all these cool ways to get girls attracted to me or like set up dates. Sure. And then they come out going, wow, I walk differently. I have mm -hmm. different types of eye contact. I'm, I'm much more connected with other people. And this isn't woo woo, you know, yin yang type of stuff, which is fine in itself, but there's very practical application here. A lot of our clients are engineers, military, a lot of special forces guys and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. because Guys like guys like you and I, because we like practical things. I don't usually like if someone told you to be nutritious by you know manifesting healthiness into your food, but they still went to McDonald's. What would their results be like? Yeah. All right. So you you've got to actually start with some raw material and some practical application, and then you can get down to the sort of esoteric metaphysical stuff that can happen later. But we don't deal with that. We really deal with here are some practical tips to change your physiology, mm -hmm. practical tips to change your mindset, practical tips to get the job done, it, whether that be networking for business or personal relationships or creating attraction in a romantic setting. It's very, very practical because we want guys to go out, try that thing that they heard on the podcast or read on the website, come back and go, oh my God, that actually worked? What else is here? You know, <laughs> As opposed to like one thing that you can only get from our DVD set for $8 million, <laughs> which is what I think a lot of marketing does. So I, yeah. I appreciate what you're doing as well, offering the value up front. And it's like, if you want more, click here. If you don't, there's a bunch of more free stuff. Just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, you totally. Know? And it's also, um, I don't really talk about this very often, but I think a lot of people probably click on a shirtless dude with a six pack um, to get to my uh, podcast yeah. and then are kind of surprised by what they find, which is, um, that's, that's the difference between, <laughs> I actually tested this when I, when I first came out with my podcast, like artsy pictures and pictures of kale and like other really cool stuff that I, that I wanted to be associated with, like who I am, what I stand for. Um, but unfortunately people don't really click on pieces of kale, um, or, or pictures of kale sure. or whatever. And so meeting people where they are, uh, is really important to the whole process of, of building a better person. Cause most of us don't really know what we need. We know what we want, but like to the guys who came to this podcast or, or, or came to you uh, saying, I want a six pack. It's like, okay, but that's not actually what you want. And I know that I'm not, I might not yeah. say that to you right away, but it's like, that's not what you want. What you want is confidence. What you want is, is something that makes you unique or interesting or, or feel more empowered to do something cool with your life. So how do you get people who come to you with, with that mindset and try to actually change who they are in a positive way? Yeah, it's so funny you should mention that because either you and I talked about this when I interviewed you and almost that exact same bit, or it's something that you and I really, really share so tightly that I can't even remember when it was separated because it's so true. You get people, our job as coaches is to take guys that go, I want this. And we go, yeah, 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 that's great. You will get that, but patience, grasshopper. And then we're like, <laughs> step one, you know, this and this and this. And they're like, what? I don't want to do that. I don't need that. 
It's like, just try that and then I'll give you what you want. And they're like, oh my God. It's like that Zen poem, like your Zen story. How do I get closer to enlightenment? And the guy's yeah. like, are you finished with your rice? Yeah, <laughs> wash your bowl. And the guy's like, you know, sitting there like, what does this have to do with, ah, I get it now. Yeah. And it's, it's so <laughs> funny because as, as coaches, we do have to give people what they need, but then as the marketer, you have to give them what they want. Mm -hmm. And you can't just dupe people and be like, we're going to teach you this. Just kidding. We lied to you. That's right. not a good way to build trust either. <laughs> so we really have to balance that line. So what happens is guys will come in and they think, okay, they'll come to the podcast rather and they go, I want to get girls to like me or I want to get a better job and I want to make money offline and, and figure out ways to, to change my life because I hate my job or I don't like my social situation. And it's, it's everyone else's fault. It's circumstances. It's society. It's the economy or whatever. Yeah. And then we talk to them. We're like, you know what? You can get a little bit more results here by doing this. You can get a bit more women interested in you by doing this. But also, here's another thing you should look at. Take responsibility for yourself. Don't blame outside parties. Have an internal locus of control, for example, right? And they'll go, cool, that phone number thing worked. And also, hmm, internal locus of control. And then over the hours of listening to the show or during the live training that we have here in LA, guys will start to go, oh, okay, I get where that is. And then sort of at the end of the transformation process, after the boot camp or during the boot camp, guys go, ah, that stuff's actually more important than what I thought was going to mm -hmm. be the key before. But you really have to guide guys there by the hand. And that's right. okay. We're totally willing to do that. Because when I first started this process nine years ago, I remember reading things like, have your life in order. You don't want to be the kind of guy that relies on other people for value. And I was like, what do I say to girls at the bar? And the guy would be like, no, you know what? You, know, you should have a career that you want. Be happy. Focus on your own happiness. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. What do I say <laughs> to the girl that I like? I want to shake this guy. Yeah. So I understand we kind of have to be like, hey, do you want to learn what to say to the girl? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. Come here. I'm going to show you all kinds of stuff that you need. Oh, and also we'll show you that. But after I'm done showing you the good stuff, you'll realize that that was a bunch of baloney. You didn't really need it. It's true. It works, but it's a crush you can throw away after day two. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's like that with uh, a lot of people who come to you for, uh, or I was, I was talking to David King, a personal trainer um, mm -hmm. about this as well. And, and people, <laughs> you know, come to him or, or come to someone like me and they're just like, I want to work out for four hours a day and have the yeah. best body yeah. ever. And it's like, Okay, yeah, we can we can show you how to work out for four hours a day, but like, did you know you only need to work out for like five minutes a few times a week? You know, <laughs> like, um, but eventually, you know, it turns into life coaching. Really, I, I mean, it all kind of meets up at the same place. These these are just different ways to get people to think about it. And I mean, like, what I do with my show and what you do with your yours as well is pretty similar when you think about it. Like, this is all self help. It's about like mastering who you are, not just your body, but you physically change your body with your brain. The way you think about things can literally rewire your physiology. And it's all about uh, becoming better than you are. So as a coach or as someone who helps other coaches and teaches them how to do it, how do you actually enact that, that change? It's funny. I can actually see you kind of being like, here's the four-hour workout. It's three hours and 45 minutes of reading material and 15 <laughs> minutes of squats and deadlifts. <laughs> Um, it's, it's really difficult to enact change in people with, obviously it's that old cliche, right? The, the, the guy has to want to change, right? But what you can do and what guys already have done in large part by coming and downloading your show, for example, is they go, all right, I want 
this result that I think I want. This is what I want. Uh, this is what I say I want. This is my perceived reality. This is where I am now. And that's always the result of some sort of particular pain point. And unscrupulous marketers are like, let's drill into that and make people feel awful until they buy something. Mm -hmm. And what it seems like you and I are doing is saying, listen, we've been there. Here are some tools to help improve what it is that you want to improve in your life. And also most of it is free. So I think that really helps get guys interested yeah. in improvement is giving away a ton of value for free. And that's no big surprise. It's probably not a novel concept on your show either. Um, so where we come in at The Art of Charm is we have to sort of wiggle in between where guys feel like they want to be and then like the male ego. Because yeah. guys, their first thought when it comes to this stuff is, I don't want to need this. So there's right. this is maybe an objection that you deal with a little bit less because I think some guys are like, I know how to live, bro. I don't need that. And you're like, well, I'll teach you this and this and this. And like, cool, this guy knows what he's talking about. But I challenge you to find a guy. It's it's tough. I challenge you to find a guy who goes, I don't have the love life I want. And I'm going to admit that to a stranger. <laughs> and then I'm going to go find help in that area because it, the male ego is sitting there going, I should have been born with this. And since I'm not, I'm instead of asking for help, like I would if I were bad at math, I'm going to hide this and lie to everyone I know, including myself, about how I don't need this, even yeah. though it's the source of all the pain that I'm dealing with. So we haven't really talked about this on the show at all. We've, we've talked quite a bit about the female brain and female physiology and how it reacts to a lot of different types of training and nutrition and lifestyle and, and what have you. But can we kind of unravel a little bit the male brain and, and the male ego, the way that we think about things. I know that there are a lot of women listening to this show as well as a lot of men. So there's that old Seinfeld episode where it's just like, I think Elaine said that guys are just like Jeeps, like totally utilitarian. That's it. You don't have to think about it anymore. But if you drill down a little bit deeper, it's actually a lot more complicated than that. Sure. Yeah. It, I totally know what she means by that, especially dealing with a lot of military, special forces types, entrepreneurs, and, and engineers at The Art of Charm. What essentially The Art of Charm does is we teach emotional intelligence in a structured way that anybody can learn and master. And that's, that's tough. So you can get somebody who thinks A plus B equals C. And we're like, but when women see it, they want emotional communication. And this is, of course, a generalization. There's sure. plenty of women who are amazing engineers that are more analytical than guys, for better or for worse. Um, but we can teach guys to emotionally communicate, which is amazing, and it's great for generating connections with other people. The other thing that guys do up in this, this complicated utilitarian brain is we go, all right, I need to constantly protect myself. And it's, it's weird because we've evolved this way throughout our lifetimes as opposed to throughout history where our ego is supposed to protect us from damage, right? Our ego is supposed to be like, if, some, if we go and talk to somebody and they go, get away from me, our ego is supposed to go, I took the bullet for you on that one. <laughs> but what we do as guys, we protect our ego. So yeah. instead of, of dealing with things in an emotionally mature way, for example, rejection at a job, or we go to the gym and someone looks better than us, or you're, you've got a better six pack than, than the next guy, instead of going, all right, well, I need to work on myself. I need to deal with that. We jump in front of, of the bullet for our ego and go, no, that guy's an idiot and doesn't know what he's talking about. And <laughs> this is stupid. And anybody who learns this is stupid too. Instead of getting the help we need. And women go, what is this? Why are you doing this? It's, the, it's like the old proverbial don't stop and ask for directions. Just yeah. get more lost thing. Yeah. And the reason us guys do that is because we have somehow 
and I've got you know theories abound about this that, that are irrelevant for our purposes here, <laughs> but we love to take the bullet for our ego and it makes no sense. So it's really tough. That's the principal objection that guys will have when, they, when it comes to learning social dynamics, becoming a more quote unquote charming person or a more attractive person. We go, I don't want, my ego doesn't want me to have this. So instead of ignoring it and realizing it's a shield or a uniform or a mm -hmm. costume, I'm wearing it so tightly that now I can't let anything through. You know, I'm protecting my ego. And, and that is so poor for growth because there's guys who listen to your show and go, Abel James is so dumb. He doesn't eat six meals a day. And that's obviously what you're supposed to do. You know, everyone knows that. And also fat free is the way to go. Like the 90s called, they want their nutrition back. But <laughs> somebody who's emotionally invested in that and has been doing that for 15 years, right. regardless of the fact that their results are terrible and like all their health markers are crap, those guys are still going, I don't know that Abel James guy is just a fad. He's just copying <laughs> or even the guys that do get results, but aren't getting the results that you have. They're like, that guy just copies other people. Anyway, he doesn't know anything, you know? And, and I'm sure you go to marketing conventions or like fitness and nutrition stuff. And there's going to be the guy above you. Who's like, Oh yeah. Hey, how are you? And the guy below you, who's like, I'm sniping for you, yeah. but it's not, it's not necessarily in a healthy way. And so what we try to teach at the art of charm is, a system of value. We teach guys how to read it in others and how to read it in themselves where we have these personality archetypes where either we're needy and we're trying to get people to like us, we're combative like the guy I was just talking about. Abel James doesn't know anything. That guy try to bring you down to his level in order to make his relative value equal with yours True. or higher so he feels better about himself. And then there's the guys that are what we are most of the time, which is competitive. And so we might say, all right, Abel James is in the top five in health, but like I'm going to try to get to the top five in, in this other category so that I don't feel like he's got one up on me, you know, in the podcast area. And by the way, I do that all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. But then there's, then there's where we try to be, where we strive to be and where we strive to teach our students, which is, listen, you know, Abel's got a great show this is really successful. He's gotten it in such a short amount of time. I want to learn from him. And the example that I commonly give is the example of getting a new car. Say we're buddies and you, you get a new car or I get a new car. This supplicative guy, the guy who's needy goes, I'll never be able to get a car like that. You're so cool. I'm never going to get there. You know, I feel bad about myself now. The combative guy goes, that car sucks. What a douchebag. He's got to show everybody how cool he is by buying that. What a, what a jerk. And then the competitive guy goes, yeah, that is a cool car. But, you know, if I were you, I would have gotten the spoiler put on there, the V8 put in there, the leather seats. I don't know why you got fabric in that sports car. It looks <laughs> ridiculous. And then, of course, you get the, the guy who, who's the 10. We call it the 10, the high-value guy. And this is the epitome of what we try to teach at The Art of Charm. And he goes, wow, this is a great car, well-deserved. You look good in it, man. You've done a lot of hard work, man. Congratulations on the purchase. And then you find out that, the guy who said that has like a Bentley. He just didn't right. feel the need to bring it up and rub it in your face, right? Because he was letting you have your moment and he was giving you the value. And that's such a high value archetype to do. And if, if all of us were like that, both in business, politics, uh, even just in our social lives, and that's really the aspect that we focus on at The Art of Trauma is your social life, it is so naturally attractive and it is such a win-win for everybody around you that it's contagious as yeah. well. You know, if, if you tell me, man, I listen to your show and I really like it, I'm not like, what a jerk. I'm like, this guy's great. What can I do to help him? I do, he by the way. made me feel good, you know? <laughs> he made me feel good. And, and I appreciate that. And, you know, everybody appreciates that those good feelings. And it doesn't cost you anything to give it out. It's like the world's best kept secret, right? You can give away good feelings to other people for free 
and in return, you get more of that. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. And so if you can teach guys the mindset and the mentality that internalizes that, they become so much happier. Everybody else around them becomes so much happier. And then what happens when you do have the occasional sad day, but you're surrounded by a bunch of happy people, right? You yeah. come right back up. So it's, yeah. it's almost like a, it's like this weird secret that isn't complicated at all, but just takes time and habits take time to form. And I'm sure that you talk about that. I know you talk a lot about that in, in the show as well. You can't just decide to get fit tomorrow. You've got to build in habits of eating more vegetables, working out the right way, resting the right way, stuff mm-hmm. people just don't want to do slash don't think is as important. And it takes a lot of time for guys like you and I as coaches to like zoom in and drill that, right? I'm trying to aim at my own head. <laughs> I can't do it. To try to, try to zoom in and drill it into our heads. Yeah. And it's, it's very difficult. So when we can teach other guys how to do that, that's really, that's the juice right there. Cool, cool. So why don't we talk about how uh, guys first, then we can do the reverse. How can guys sure. relate to women better? And then we can do women, how can they relate to, or understand men better? Yeah, sure. Since we primarily teach men here at AOC, it's good to focus on that. I can definitely comment on the other end, but I won't pretend to be a, a well, great coach. Right, but you can at least play. talk to, with, with a lot of experience behind yes. you, you can talk to how male brains work and how at least women can kind of understand what the heck is going on up here because we do weird stuff all the time oh we do we do weird stuff and what's weird is it's so simple in a lot of ways that women almost have to kind of go okay what would i do if i were in a if i were a hamster what would i be thinking (laughs) right now and it's like ah the guy's probably thinking the same thing but it's so hard not to overthink that so my female friends all the time are like he didn't text me. Does that mean da 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 I'm like, it probably just means he's at work or his phone's in his gym locker right. or like he didn't <laughs> charge it for a day because his, there's nothing important that he thought about happening. And she's like, no, 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 Because we went out and there's all these circumstances. And I'm like, no, he's probably trying to figure out why his car won't start. <laughs> not thinking about you at all. Um, so definitely can talk about how guys can relate to, to women better. Honestly, I sort of touched on this before when it comes to emotional communication. So a lot of times, guys, we walk into a situation and we go, okay, I'll I'll try to walk you through a a sort of fake story here, a a parable almost. (laughs) Let's do it. A weak parable. So say that guys are going out to – there's a bunch of guys in a house and they go, what should we do tonight? One guy goes, "Uh, let's go out and meet some girls. And they go, yeah, that's a great idea. So they go to the bar and there's a bunch of girls at the bar, near the bar area, getting some drinks. They walk downstairs. They see the girls, and they go, okay, all right, all right, okay. They're really pretty. We're a little bit – we're not sure what to do with that situation, but we're going to sit back, have a couple drinks, try to look cool, and they don't notice us yet. So let's just like loosen up and chill and not talk to each other because it looks cooler if we just kind of sit in the corner and like <laughs> hang out and pretend like we're watching the game. So they do that. They have a couple drinks. And then they, you know, they do a couple flybys where they walk near the girls and like see which one they want. And then they all do that. And then they go back to their table and they sit down and then they start to strategize and they go through that whole thing. And then finally, one of the guys goes up to one of the girls and says, hey, uh, what are you guys drinking? Or can I buy you a drink? And the girls are like, um, no, thanks. We're just we're just having girls night out. And the guy goes, what the heck? You know, oh, they're just having girls a night out. And the other guy goes, no, you're an idiot. You ruined it. And they get into a little kerfuffle about that. They go to a different bar, rinse and repeat. Well, there's tons of things that went wrong here. And the guys don't even know it. 
the girls don't really know why this happens, but it happens to them all the time, especially pretty girls are like, that happens to me every time I go out. Right. What happens is the guys, instead of going out and going, let's go have fun with our boys and kick back and relax, they went out with the agenda of meeting girls. Now, goals are one thing, but when it comes to social goals, if you have some sort of weird agenda, like let's go out and get this desired result tonight, like let's try to copulate with females, right. that's not going to look good on you because you're going to have those shark eyes and that weird behavior that says, I'm not here to get to know you but I'm here for a specific result. Mm -hmm. And that, that is no good. And then when they walk in, they don't realize that their first impression isn't made when one guy decides to man up and go talk to them. Their first impression is made when they become a blip on the girl's radar. So what that means is the second they walked in the door and the girls glanced over at the door to see who was coming in, that's when their body language, vocal tonality, eye contact, nonverbal communication, the way they related to the doorman, the way they related to the host, the way they related to each other, that's when all that stuff needed to be in place. But instead they skulked in or they were, you know, making annoying each other or, you know, looking at the floor or whatever, you know, kind of non-confident maneuvers or, or body language or nonverbal communication maybe betrayed what their true intentions were. Their nerves mm -hmm. were kicked in because they were outcome dependent on meeting a bunch of hot girls. Then they sat down, got some liquid courage. The girls are still going, those guys over there are, are creepy. They're checking us out. They're not saying anything. Girls need to fill in the blanks about what's going on. They are emotionally calibrated much more so than guys are. They've evolved over hundreds of thousands of years to detect safety concerns that they should be having. So dudes sitting in the corner staring at them, there's a many things that could be going on there, but the one that dictates that they'll be safe, it, the assumption that's the safest is those guys are weird yeah, or creepy. It's right. not, oh, they probably are wondering which one of us pretty girls to come and chat up first because we're so intimidating. They're thinking, why are those guys just looking at us and slamming shots of whiskey? That's not <laughs> cool. We should make sure that they're not allowed to talk to any of our friends. Right. That's, you know, and so then the guys do the flyby and the girls are like, creepy, He's, they're walking up closer to us. It's almost like swimming in the ocean and that like you see like a fin pop out of the water. You're like, maybe I should get out of here. Yeah. You know, instead of, oh, they're interested in us. Because honestly, if you're interested, the girls are wondering, why aren't they saying anything? Mm -hmm. We're not scary. We're girls. And the guys are going, oh my God, they're so cute. What do I do right now? But that's not the kind of guy that that girl wants. She wants a confident enough guy to do that. So we're dealing with two different mentalities here that are, are budding into mm -hmm. each other. These are not complimentary at all. So in other words, the guy's emotional communication or lack thereof is saying totally different things than their intention. And the females are going, the girls are going, Ugh, I don't really know if I want to deal with this. So when the guy finally does decide to say something, he's so way, way too late. He's 20 minutes. He's been done for, for ages. The girls are no longer interested. It's better to walk up straight from the door and go, <laughs> and not have a clue what you're going to talk about, stumble over your words, spill a glass of water on the bar and go, wow, I'm nervous. Don't know why. It's much better to do that than to walk up with like the cool guy walk, you know, <laughs> and then try to try to make something happen out of that after 20 minutes of drinking. And the, the way that guys don't understand, women are approaching us all the time too. And women all over your uh, geographic map right now listening to your show are going to be like, oh my God, we do that. And we always wondered about this. Girls <laughs> approach guys all the time it's just that guys are so dense, we have to be kind of like hit over the head with it in order to understand it. And that's, again, our mindset. Some guys, especially like AJ who works here at The Art of Charm, a girl can like sneeze in the corner of the room and he's like, 
I'm pretty sure that she's trying to get my attention. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah. it, it may be true. It may not be. We call it rounding up to a hundred. It's kind of like a girl steps on your foot by accident. Assume that maybe she's a little bit interested in you. And I don't mean like get creepy with it, sure. but don't talk yourself out of it. Rather talk yourself into it because the worst you, you can get is a girl going, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not interested. And then you say nice meeting you anyway. And right. you go about your merry way. But gr- girls will be hanging out and guys will be hanging out at the same bar, for example. And this happens all the time at, uh, Artitron boot camps and training courses. We'll be sitting there, standing there, and the guy will be ordering a drink at the bar, and some girl will go up right next to him and order something, or weasel in right next to him, or stand near him. And the guy, we're like, dude, talk to her, you know, go for it. And he's going, oh, I don't know. And the girl stands there for a while and then walks away, and we call it the proximity alarm, right? And the guy's going, oh, I don't know, you know, I didn't know what to do, or I didn't know how this worked. And so we got to work that out. And the girl's going, he didn't like me. Because she's like, I stood near him and nothing happened. Right. See, that they're not going to walk up to us and go, hi, my name's Angela. You should totally get my number and we should go on a date and have babies. You know, dot, 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 have babies. That doesn't happen. She's, al- she's allowing us to start something. So sure. if we don't have the guts to do that because our mindsets are poor and we're talking ourselves out of doing that, nothing's going to happen. We are actually rejecting her at that point. And us guys, we don't get that. We totally don't get that at all. Because we're not programmed to think maybe women operate in a different way. We think other people think like us, which is why we think we have to be Adonis figures with a six-pack in order to get girls to notice us, which isn't true. It's because we place 90% of the importance on signs of youth and fertility in women in order for to be attractive. Us guys, we're lucky. We can be pretty mediocre in most areas. (laughs) If we can be charismatic... We can be kind, we can be giving, we can have that value, we can show that value. We can get great women, Yeah. right? And, and it's, it takes a lot of work, but it doesn't fade with age, which is amazing. Yeah, and, and one thing that you talked about is it's guys have it easier than girls in that sense when it comes to being attractive. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we do. For example, a lot of guys go, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I'm a little bit overweight, you know, I'm not that tall and I've got blah, 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 whatever, and I don't have that much money. There's different channels that people look at, especially guys and girls look at when it comes to attraction. And what I, I sort of touched on this before is, unfortunately for women, the guy's equation is much lip service as we'd love to pay to other things. This is scientifically studied. I apologize in advance for people who get angry with this, but we're looking for signs of youth and fertility. And what that means is good, quote unquote, attractive looks in a female, signs of youth, now, that's not saying middle-aged women are unattractive. What I'm saying is what men typically find attractive, generally speaking, 80% of the time is going to be those things. 80% of the weight plus is weight on those factors. And so th- if you want re- – I don't think we have to look very far to look for evidence of this, right? We, we see guys all the time. Maybe they're dumb guys, but they'll put up with a lot more from a girl who's much more physically attractive than they would from somebody who's not. That's all the evidence we need. I'm not going to dwell on that here. But for men, there might be 10 channels, 20 channels that women are looking at and making a subconscious decision as to whether or not that guy's attractive. Some of it is youth and fertility. Mm -hmm. Some of it is athletic ability. But the rest is the ability to provide, which, you know, might be signs of wealth and, and, like I said, ability to provide. That, you know, guys will dwell on that because that's one thing they can sort of wrap our minds around. But it's not necessarily the case that that's, quote, unquote, all women want is money. That's not true. Uh, and, of course, you get these other channels that guys don't quite know about. And you think, oh, well, 
that guy was born with that. For example, you get a guy who's really funny, really charismatic. He's really outgoing. He smiles. He's very uninhibited. That is much, much more attractive than a guy who's like, check out my Rolex. Yeah. Women might go, nice watch. Anyway, your friend is really funny. He's really cool. He's really cute. And we see this all of the time. And you don't, again, have to look very far for evidence of this. If you've ever seen a guy with a girl and you go, how did that schmuck get that girl? Because he works at, you know, Sam's Club or whatever. And he's just like, you know, kind of overweight. And he's got this cute girlfriend. Watch them interact. You'll probably see why. Yeah. And you'll also see why maybe that guy stole that girl from an investment banker who drives a Bugatti. Mm-hmm. You know, you might see that uh, and you see it all the time. And so what we teach at the Art of Charm is sort of the way that guys can sort of slip in between there. And I don't mean steal all the guys, girls, but what I do <laughs> right. is I can't make you taller. If you want a six pack, that's up to Abel, James and you. <laughs> and I can't get you more money. I can teach you habits that are going to breed success, but it's not something I can fix for you. Uh, but what what we can do is we can we can definitely drill in some very, very good habits and mindsets that will show you how to be more confident, how to be more naturally attractive, how to read body language in other people, read signs of attraction in the opposite sex, become more charismatic, develop stronger social circles, develop that tribe of high value men around you, which also puts you in a higher value position. Mm -hmm. You know, women are always talking about his friends are so cool. His friends have this. He's a really nice guy. Throws parties. Like anything that makes you higher social value is going to make you more attractive and money looks all that stuff that's only one channel yeah. so us guys since we're human we think other people think just like us so mm-hmm. we think i've got to have a spray tan and veins in order to attract chicks and girls are going why is this guy obsessed with his calves what a weirdo <laughs> you know he can barely read you know focus on what's important here bud yeah you know and so we can really focus on a lot of those areas especially if our genetics say hey man Got bad news for you. You're going to be rotund and no, have no hair <laughs> at an early age. You can fix a lot of things. You can't really fix that stuff that well, that easily. Sure. You know, we can work on all that. But what we specialize in is hacking your mindset so that you you can develop that confidence. Which is, again, ask any woman what they find most attractive. They're going to say something like sense of humor and confidence. That's going to be overwhelmingly the result. So yeah. we teach the components of that so you can develop that. That's super cool. A lot of people don't know this about uh, the backstory of, of uh, Allison and me, who um, Allison has been on the show before, and uh, we've been together for for years now. But at the beginning, <laughs> she told me this after the fact, but um, she actually tried to get rid of me. And one of the reasons for that <laughs> is because she's just like, we went on like two lunch dates or whatever. And she's like, okay, this guy is good looking, has money, and I don't know what to think of that because she'd had bad experiences with like good looking guys who like kind of can have, you know, not their pick, but you know what I mean? Like, right. The, they, the, they're, they're, they're not exactly faithful subjects because they're, they go, why should I stick with you? Right. I can do other things. And so that's right? what she was expecting and like tried to like bat me away, um, essentially over like Christmas break or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And for me, I, in my response to that, I was just like, that's totally cool. Um, but I had a great time with you and I'd be interested in learning like why that was, why did you try to get rid of me or why did you get rid, rid of me? And it was at that moment that she, she explains that that's how I was separated from the other pack of guys because they'll do what you were talking about. They'll, um, you know, <laughs> one guy 
who were on the same time my competition, I guess, was just like, he got the same email because she got rid of all the guys. I didn't know that, but she was like dating a bunch of guys and was just over it at that point. <laughs> um, yeah. And like for me, like I had no idea, obviously, but like one of the other guys is just like, I can't believe that you did this to me. And it's just going oh, on yeah. about all this stuff. Sure. It's like they went on a couple of dates and like she's not doing anything to anyone, but it was the the confidence to accept failure with with grace that ultimately won her over, despite like the other stuff that most people would assume, like she's good looking and people tell me I'm good looking or whatever, but like that's not what did it. It's that confidence. It's the humility. It's the... It's what you build, which becomes a reflection. Like, I'm sure you're better looking now than you would have been if you didn't do that internal work, you know, and and understand, yeah, (laughs) understand the external work as well. Because like, I have been much worse looking than I am right now. I've been overweight, I've been sick, whatever. When you do that internal work first, the external becomes a reflection of that over time. And it's, it's really interesting to watch people over time, you know, the people who you went to high school with or whatever, then all of a sudden you see them in, in their thirties and they used to be strapping and good looking or really, you know, like slim women, the popular girls. And all of a sudden they're, they hit 30 or whatever, like in their thirties, forties and they're balding and rotund or, you know, completely just look 20 years older than everybody else. and, And the rest of it, it's like life catches up with you at a certain point. You can't get away with you know, just being the popular person who has great genetics or whatever at a certain point in time. And for whatever reason, I think a lot of it has to do with the, just the poor quality of our food and our lifestyles at this point. But that, sure. that timeline is getting squished closer and closer to our youth such that, you know, when I go to reunions or whatever, it's pretty shocking the difference between, you know, people like you who clearly have it nailed um, and, and just understand yourself and your body and who you are and also the way to eat and live and the rest of it. And the people who are just burning candles at both ends don't really get it and find themselves very depressed, overweight and, and the rest of it. But that's it's not because the people who are looking and feeling good are going to the gym all the time. It's usually because they've done that internal work. Yeah, it, it definitely there's something to be said for if you do start to have that physical downward spiral that everybody has, if you have great mindsets, you can work on things that you can control and you can sometimes halt slash reverse some of those effects. But if you just go, oh, I'm kind of getting fat now. Oh, I'm kind of getting bald now. F it. And you start eating a bunch of crap and you go, this is what happens when I get old. Well, <laughs> you're going to get worse. you know. And then you're going to think there's nothing I can do about it. And you have that external locus of control. It's all downhill from there. And so one of the things that one of the core concepts of the art of charm is that you can control pretty much everything. And even if there's certain things that you cannot control about other people, you can either eliminate your contact with those people or cut it down significantly. And that that's a huge improvement. We focus a lot on nonverbal communication, body language, eye contact, the way you sit, stand, walk, talk, the way you interact with people, the way you read other people's nonverbal communication the way that you can read others' perceptions of you, manage those things without getting obsessed over it, that type of stuff. And, and that's what really dictates your level of confidence and, quite frankly, sanity mm-hmm. after a while is being able to sort of moderate a lot of that and realizing that there are certain things that you can and cannot control and sort of relinquishing the, the outcome uh, of that to, to, to not worry about the, the fates, you know, and it's, it's funny you should mention that, that, uh, that test that Allison put you through because a lot of guys don't realize that there's always going to be constant tests like that inside relationships, outside relationships. 
and a, a lot of people don't like this term, but it happens subconsciously. It's not like she was like, I'm going to see which guy goes for it right. more. She was just like, well, I'm kind of over it, like yeah. you said. But the fact that it, we always say at the Art of Trump, it's not your it's not her reaction to you that matters. It's your reaction to her reaction. Mm -hmm. So she filtered, unintentionally or not, the guy who can't handle that ego issue, the guy who took the bullet for his ego and went, I can't believe you did this to me, you self-centered you know, right. person, whatever, if I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and then you were like, you know what, I totally get it. You've probably just gone through a lot. I, I would love to get to know you more. I imagine your reaction was something like that, but yeah. like no pressure. And she was like, oh, that was a really good reaction to that <laughs> way to handle that. Meanwhile, other guys were like, F you, you're, you're a tease, you know, or right. whatever. And she's like, well, good thing I'm not going to be in it for the long haul with that guy <laughs> because if he reacts that way to that situation, right. what happens when something really goes wrong, yeah. right? So it's a really easy way for women to sort of see what you're made of is give you a little bit of flack and how you handle that is going to show up big time in her assessment of you. Yeah. It's like the guy who doesn't get, he gets, you know, fries instead of onion rings at Burger King and like throws his food through the drive through window and like <laughs> storms in there. You know, that's not a very attractive set of behavior because it shows that the way that he handles situations, the way the control he has over his emotions is very li little, very little, makes yeah. her feel unsafe. Is a guy part of our gender role, believe it or not, accept it or not, has to be that of a rock. You know, we, we have to be strong when everybody else is not. Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle getting ranch instead of ketchup, you're not going to be able to handle what happens when she loses her job or you lose your job or yeah. a kid gets sick or the car gets totaled. I mean, what happens then yeah. if you can't handle chipotle versus mayonnaise? Right? <laughs> I love that. We're coming up on time, but I would like you to cover a couple of other things. And, and Sure. Yeah. It's for people who uh, have been working on themselves it doesn't matter if it's their confidence or if it's their fitness or their nutrition or whatever. If they're get, if they're making progress, ultimately what happens is a separation between the social connections and groups that they had at the beginning and the ones that mm. they're kind of being pushed toward. Um, so I think you can understand where I'm going with this. Actually, a lot of yes. divorces happen because people like turn paleo and lose 30 pounds and they're all psyched about it. And the other person's uh, you know, full of resentment and all of a sudden they're not in the same world anymore. So what do you do uh, or what do you recommend with the people who, who you coach who are kind of experiencing that? Because you'd, you'd assume that your life just gets easier, the, the better looking you get and the more fit you get and the more confident you get. But actually, it can be uh, problematic for a lot of people socially. Yeah, it, this is actually a big deal. Uh, we talked about this a lot in the beginning of The Art of Charm. And AJ, my business partner, and I here at AOC, we had a lot of issues with this. And I totally get where you're coming from. It's very common, especially with weight loss, fitness, or anytime you improve yourself, it's very, very common phenomenon. We, AJ and I had a lot of friends. When we started going out and becoming more social and working on this skill set and networking more, we had friends who were like, Psh, this is stupid. You guys are just making yourselves look dumb. You know, they, were, they had that very combative mentality. And then we started to get good at it. And they were like, oh, I don't like this at all. You're hanging out with people that are more fun, that are more successful. The girls you're getting are higher quality. I don't like that one bit. I'm going to try to bring you back down. And the thing is, you can't have, on the one hand, somebody who is rooting for you, but then also kind of not, yeah. right? They're pulling you back down. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's your family. Mm -hmm. 
It can be your partner. Like you said, you go paleo, you lose 30 pounds. Your partner, if they're very, if they're actually very supportive, they go, damn, I better step my game up. My right. wife is looking pretty amazing these days. Maybe I should jump on that bandwagon. And then you can share that together. But if you're too weak to do that, and if, if you're listening to this, probably you're not, but the other person is too weak to do that. They've got to make a choice. And it can be really tough because sometimes you have to say, hey, listen, I still love you even though you're a little overweight. You know, we were both there. You should do this paleo thing. It's not that bad. I'll help you. If they still refuse your help, they kind of have made a choice. And I'm not saying you have to like get divorced because that your spouse is a little bit overweight, but there's something to be said for having that shared value of taking care of your health. Mm -hmm. And if they're having a hard time with it, that's one thing. But if they're just like, this is stupid and Abel James is a charlatan, that's another thing. <laughs> Right. You know, like this paleo thing doesn't work. You're just starving yourself. I mean, yeah. they're going to actively bring you down. And here's the thing you think, oh, you know what? I can deal with that. I'll eat my vegetables. I'll eat my paleo stuff. And my husband, he can just ignore that. And we'll just have that sort of separation. It doesn't really work that cleanly, unfortunately. For example, I had a friend who really hated uh, the same guy that I was talking about before that was AJ and I, mutual friend. We ended up having to get rid of him because not only did he have a problem with us in our social lives, he would do things to sort of sabotage or make us feel bad about other areas of his life. You know, mm -hmm. he was going to med school. So AJ had a, a, he was doing cancer biology and he's like, that's what you do when you can't get into medical school, I guess. And it was like, why is he being such a jerk? And the reason yeah. is because we had leveled up so much in the social area that he felt like he was down here. And since we didn't care about his social aspect, he would just try to bring us down in other ways. And it got to the point where it was like, I'm not going to be around somebody who's constantly dragging me down. And it's the same thing in a husband-wife relationship. You know, maybe he makes fun of you eating paleo all the time because he doesn't like it, but maybe he's also trying to bring you down in other areas. And he's like, yeah, well, maybe you can lose weight, but you're still going to be wearing too much makeup or like, you know, you still don't have the college degree that I have. I still make more money than you. I mean, do you really want a competitive relationship mm -hmm. with your spouse? So that, that's the point we just kind of have to sit down and go, listen, you know, I, we've been friends or married or whatever for a long time. We've been close for a long time. I would love to bring you up with me on this journey. If you can't handle it, I get it. But if you try to bring me down, this is, this is over. And they have to feel that, Yeah. you know, and if it's, if it's a spouse, go to a counselor. If it's a friend, have a come to Jesus with that person and tell yeah. them, listen, this is not something I'm going to put up with for very long. I get where you're at. I want to help you. We're tight, but you're basically just being an abusive jackass right now. I don't want to put up with it any longer. So shape up with my help or without, or just that's it, man. Yeah. And I've, I've lost friends over this, but my theory slash mindset about this, the way I feel about this is, is good riddance. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. If you, if you want me to fail so that you feel comfortable, you are not a good person that I want to be around. You are not looking out for me as a friend or spouse or, or significant other. I'm sorry. Sure. And that it's a tough break. It's not the greatest, cleanest break. It's usually not going to even be on good terms because that it's not like, well, she wanted to live in New York and I just can't deal with the city. Yeah. It's I want to improve myself and the other person resents me for being at that level. Never going to be a clean break. It's going to be ugly. Mm. But your choice, your other choice is deal with somebody who's emotionally, emotionally abusive for the rest of your life. Right. It can or be really likes you back into the pit. Yeah. And it can be really yeah. revealing when you do experience something like that. And in retrospect, it's as hard as it is. I think a lot of us have experienced it 
as hard as it is, in retrospect, it's always worth it. Absolutely. And then you find that all of a sudden you're surrounded by people who are like-minded and super positive and resilient and fit and healthy and happy and confident and the rest of it. And all of a sudden when you're around people like that, then you're not going to get like, nachos every night and you're not going to get flack for not eating the nachos every night <laughs> and the rest of it like you're yeah. surrounded by people who want to like go play in the park or go for a hike or like do something else cool or build a business with you and that's mm -hmm. that's what all of this is leading toward you know hopefully with with your show with with mine i think we're all very aligned in the fact that we we see where people are and we want to help make them better help help teach themselves how to make themselves better and yeah, uh, I, I think the work that you do is, is very cool. And uh, for anyone who hasn't checked out Art of Charm, please do. Um, we're, we're just about out of time, Jordan. But um, before no we go, why don't you tell folks where they can find you and, uh, and what you're working on? Sure. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast and you get it through iTunes or anywhere else, just search for the Art of Charm podcast or go to the theartofcharmpodcast.com. There's like 250 hours of just my voice talking with people like you and, and it's all free. You know, I love giving away that value. We also do the training programs here in LA. Those guys have guys from all over the world. So if you're in freaking Phoenix, Arizona and you're like, that's really far. <laughs> I have a guy here from China and another from Australia wow. here right now. And we get that like every week. So pick another excuse yeah. instead. Um, but we love having guys in it's accommodations, the residential program where we take guys through cool. 60 hours of really intense training nonverbal communication, reading other people, reforming your mindsets, a lot of hands-on drill and exercise. Single guys come through, married guys come through, college kids come through, wealthy entrepreneurs that could buy and sell you and I 10 times over come through. Mm -hmm. um, and so otherwise, though, check out the podcast, guys. Just subscribe in iTunes. I would love that. I'd love to see some, some fat-burning men and women come through uh, the Art of Charm doors, either virtually or here in L.A., so... Awesome. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome anytime. I think this has been a lot of fun. Anyone who, uh, you know, if you're still listening and your feathers are ruffled or you have something to say or you thought this yeah. was awesome, go to the blog post. Go to fatburningman.com. Find this blog post with Jordan. We'll make it uh, hopefully easy to find. And leave a comment. Let us know what you think because this is, uh, this is all meant to be a conversation. We love to hear from you. So, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on and we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fat Burning Man Show. If you'd like free fat burning tips, muscle building goodies, as well as a free ebook and video course, head on over to fatburningman.com and enter your best email and I'll shoot those right over to you. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com forward slash fatburningman. And on Twitter, my handle is fatburnman. Got some killer shows on the way, but in the meantime, be well and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers.